It's a Monday. It's a morning. And it's Macabre Season 2. What a what a, what a series premiere, baby. It's going to be completely different. We are changing the show entirely. Instead of Scones and Darcy, you now have Scones and Darcy, but spelt uh, like how cool teens on Xbox spell things with like letters instead of or uh, numbers instead of letters. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you, the way you caught yourself there. <laughs> we are the Sling and Dingers executive said we had to get in with the younger population. So, uh, hey, guys, it's us. Uh, we eat sugary cereals and do kickflips on our sweet skateboards. And um, like many uh, second seasons of uh, popular stuff, Sling and Dingers is having us bring in a uh, more established celebrity to be part of yeah. it. So we're very proud to welcome someone who I think you're all going to really love. <gasps> Bill Cosby. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a bad choice. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, the guy who's like, you know the name and maybe the face. I don't know. He's a handsome man. We need more handsome. Hashtag, more, more handsome. hashtag season two, more handsome men. Hashtag, hashtag more season handsome two. Men. This is going to be that. This is going to be the handsome men season. I know a lot of people here probably think that uh, seasons are, 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 are every year, but it's actually every time a new president is inducted into <laughs> office, we <laughs> we change the season. Four more years. So, <laughs> so now, yeah, it could have been another four years of season one. It could be eight years of season two. We need new. <laughs> this is how we're going to decide it, I think. Anywho, scones. What did you do on your at the season one after party? Tell them, tell them your season one after party story. Dude, so I walk into the room, right? There <laughs> yeah, it is. The room, by it's the way. Insane off the chain. Yep. Like literally, I saw like Jason Siegel just like yeah. doing a line. And I was like, whoa, I don't know what that. And then Tiny Scones was swinging from the chandelier. <laughs> He's like, he is the Sia of this podcast. Dude, I just don't think we're gonna get our deposit back on that venue. Um I yeah I I'll call my mom. I'll see if she's cool with it. Okay, if your mom can pick us up, uh, my mom can drive us. Okay, cool. I think we can figure that out. Also, you saying off the chain earlier was a great little plug for the youth of America that we're trying to get that demo. So I appreciate that, Scones. And the Sling and Dingers execs are giving us big thumbs up. I'm uh, so I'm very young at heart. Young at heart, old at old in the sheets, baby. <laughs> young in the heart, <laughs> young, young the on the sheets. young on the streets, <laughs> streets old in the sheets. That's the season two motto, baby. <laughs> Hashtag more handsome men. Hashtag <laughs> young in the streets, old in the sheets. Ew. Very gross. Very gross, Kanye. Uh, we've if you're, got, this is your first episode, we talk about scary stuff. <laughs> we talk about scary stuff. One of us brings the other person a scary story, person, thing, legend, happening, event, what have you. And the other person fucking deals with it. Yeah, deal with it. Uh so and you're gonna have to deal with it too. Oh, I'm gonna get a, a nice little deal here today. I want to um I want to Oh Hi Jenny. Oh, Jenny's looking like a little ty- Tyrannosaurus Rex in here. Jenny, would you like to say something to the people on the premiere of season two of Monday Morning Macup? Listen, people. This right here, right now, is the premiere of Monday Morning Macup season two. Tell Jenny the slogans for season two. Oh, do you want to hear uh, season two slogans that we came up with? We've got hashtag more handsome men 
and uh, hashtag yes. young in the streets, old in the sheets. What do you think of those two? You like him. <laughs> I really like the second one a lot. She likes the second one a lot. The, foc- the focus group is off the charts. The focus, the focus group that we just made out of my wife is positive. So without further ado, we've done enough lollygagging. Okay. Season two. Why did you go ooh? Jenny went ooh. You don't like the term lollygagging? You, actually, now that I say it twice, I don't like the term. <laughs> yeah, the way you kind of emphasized Ooh. gagging, and it was. It what do you mean? It's called Molly gagging. <laughs> yeah, maybe uncomfortable. Season two, episode one. Season two's already getting away is, from us. <laughs> <laughs> it is a listener request <gasps> by a Patreon listener. Ooh, Patreon. Tara Michelle Custrasana. Tara. Thank you for your feedback and patronage. She sent us two, or I guess more than two, but like the first story she sent us, I looked into and it is real dark and pretty crazy. So I said, hey, you know what? Let's kick, let's kick things off with a, with a real macabre story that is maybe it, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I think back to us talking about how we've talked about some real, real shitheads and, uh. This guy is right on up there. So thank you, Tara. And today, Scones, we are going to be talking about Donald Pee-wee Gaskins. That, wait, what? We are going to be watching Pee-wee Herman's Playhouse. <laughs> I was like, that's, you're just, just, that sounds like a cartoon <laughs> character. Yes, this is Donald Pee-wee Gaskins, South Carolina's most prolific serial killer. Band, play us in. Ooh, band. Do we want new music in season two? I don't know. Do I'd, we want to change the music or keep the classics? Uh, we'll let the listeners decide. Hey, if you guys want new music, let us know. Until then, band, you 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 know how to play that funky music. Band, play the hits. Okay, Scones. Donald God, I love that song. Gaskins. Yeah, that song is honestly... It's like, you know how Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is on an upward trend right now as we get closer to the holidays? Yes. The peak of that is what this song is all year round, you know? Wow. It's like constant hits. <laughs> what a way uh, to put we that. We get no residuals, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I would really could use some of that money, but hey... Dude, we just got to make one Christmas song that's just an absolute bop, and then you don't have to make anything else. That's a very good point. Oh, oh, we're getting a letter from... <gasps> Sling and Dingers just sent a... Just, just hand, I, got, I was handed a letter... A telegram? A Sling and Dingers, a telegram from a Sling and Dingers executive. It says, a fax just came through for you. Scones plus Darcy. Congratulations on... <laughs> Congratulations on making it to season two. In celebration of this milestone, a milestone that in other podcasts has that in no other podcast has ever been reached, we will be allowing one of you to leave the lava-filled <laughs> studio. Choose wisely. Oh, Ooh. it's me. Remember, you've been in in this room for a year now. There's no way of knowing what the outside world holds for you. 
The wrong choice will result in a glizzy avalanche that will fill the studio, drowning you in glizzies. Dude, that's Dream how I want to go, question. yeah. <laughs> Signed, Slingin' Dingers Executives. Wow, this is a... This is big... This is this is a very exciting moment for one of us, but if, apparently we can choose wrong, which means one of us is supposed to leave. One of us gets to go out free, and one of us will leave and get instantly shot in the head. Yeah, this is like the saw. It's like saw where it's like, hey, choose. Do you want who's gonna leave? But Glizzy, I honestly, either way, I'm getting glizzied up. So who cares? Donald Pee Wee Gaskins. Let's get to the creepy, real dark things. Also, I'm gonna say at the top there is uh, a, a a lot of uh, sexual violence. And it just a heads up right now. This is good. Okay, I already don't like this. Yeah, you're not going to like this. Uh, and even Tara was like, this is a wild story. And she was right. Tara, so, on- why you do this to me? <laughs> March 13th, 1933. Donald Gaskins was born in Florence County, South Carolina. At a young age, Gaskins was teased and given the nickname Peewee as a result of his small body frame. So this is a classic case of like a Napoleonic complex where this guy is real short, so he gets real mad. Uh, it wasn't like an ironic nickname, like Tiny, and then the guy's like a monster. He is, it's just, he's just, this guy's just an absolute dick. <laughs> like, well, you'll see. Violence and ridicule followed him from his home where his stepfather beat him to a school where he fought other kids daily. So classic case of serial killers having a, a terrible early childhood life. You kind of feel bad for him until you read more, and then you don't. Right, it's more like the there's a reason. Yes, so this would lead him to ultimately becoming one of the most prolific serial killers in South Carolina. Prolific is a uh, a weird word. <laughs> e- yeah, I feel like I like relate that to sports. It's usually like in the for draft. Like good things. He's a prolific passer. <laughs> at age eleven, Gaskins quit school and began working on cars at a local garage. While working there, he met two boys, Danny and Marsh. They were all around the same age and out of school, so they teamed up and called themselves the Trouble Trio. Oh, wait. Why is he doing stuff that I think is cool? (laughs) So, we should have a WWE match against the Trouble Trio. We'll be the Ding Dong Duo. Oh, the Ding Dong Duo versus the Trouble Trio? (laughs) it's, it's It's a hell in a cell for the ages. Dude. Print those. Start printing those shirts. (laughs) So the trio burglarized homes, picked up prostitutes, and even sometimes, uh, this is the dark, real, this is some real dark stuff, uh, raped little boys. Uh, whoa. Yeah, I, yeah. Wait, that's... I, this is gonna be a theme. Why, the trouble trio does not sound that sinister. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trouble yeah. Trio sounds like they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to throw eggs at your cars. Yeah, we're going to throw rocks at birds. Yeah, we're going to put baloney on your paint job. Uh, um, but, they, yeah, no, they are. Not they like, are oh, by worse. the way, they're pedophiles. They would then threaten the children so they wouldn't go to the police. Super fucking dark. This is at age 11. Season fucking two, dude. I already. So season two, we're getting into it real out. dark. Six seasons in a movie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It has nothing to do with anything. Okay. So eventually the trio broke up after they were caught for uh, gang raping Marsh's little sister. The, like, uh, it's like uh, one of the odds three, three psychopaths work at the same garage at the same time. And maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. Like one of them wasn't just like, I'm going to call it a night, guys, and I'm just going to go home and not do anything insane. Yeah, they couldn't. None of them could have thought. Yeah, it's. 
So for punishment, the parent be- the parents beat the boys until they bled. Danny and Marsh left the area shortly after that, and Gaskins continued to burglarize homes by himself. In 1946, a girl who knew Gaskins interrupted him while he was burglarizing her home. She struck him with an axe. He managed to get away yeah. from her, struck her in the head and arm with oh, the no. axe before fleeing the scene. Luckily, the girl survived the attack, uh, and Gaskins was arrested and convicted for assault with a deadly weapon and intent to kill. During the court proceedings, it was the first time he heard his real name spoken in his whole life, which is an insane thought. That's... He, like... What? Didn't know his full name. Like, he was never told, like, his middle name and, like, he was called Pee Wee only. That's... That'll fuck you up, dude. Like, that's insane. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of these things where it's like, yes, you've had a fucked up childhood, but that does not excuse, like, the horrific things you were doing. He was sent to the South Carolina Industrial School for Boys until he turned 18. At the reform school, Gaskins was almost immediately attacked and sexually assaulted due to his small stature. He spent his time either accepting protection from the, quote, boss boy in exchange for sexual favors or attempting to escape. Eventually, he escaped from the reform school and got on got on with a traveling carnival. He married a 13-year-old girl while there, but decided to return to the reform school to finish out the sentence, which is insane. This is like 1930s. Like, you, I don't... Dude, why don't I don't you just know. stay a carny and stop doing evil shit? That's... The, that's I 100% agree. I don't know why. I think I might just j- become a carny. We could. I. What would your carny move be? Trick be? Oh, definitely just like grifting and shit. Like just totally ripping people <laughs> off. Did you say drifting? No, grifting. Oh, grifting. I think you said drifting, and I'm just imagining you like burning out a car. Yeah, and, like, no. A- <laughs> yeah, my carny moves just ripping the fucking e brake and just hitting that fucking <laughs> corner. No, uh, I would definitely just rip people off. You kidding me? Yeah, that's see, that's way better than everything that's happening here. While in prison, Gaskins committed his first murder in an attempt to become a, quote, power man. Power men are the most brutal and feared inmates. Gaskins decided killing a fellow inmate would be enough to keep the other inmates from bothering him. He was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to six months of solitary confinement, but he accomplished his goal of becoming a power man. The new the newly found status made his life in prison more enjoyable, which is a weird sentence. In 1955, his wife filed for divorce. Gaskins flipped and escaped from prison. Shortly thereafter, he remarried, but the second marriage only lasted two weeks. Then he became involved with Betty Gates. Betty Gates and Gaskins went to Tennessee to bail out Gates' brother, but when Gaskins arrived back at the hotel, he was in for a surprise. He found out Gates' brother was actually her husband, and he had recently escaped. The police arrived at the hotel, and it didn't take them long to realize that he was an escaped convict. He was sent back to prison with an extra nine months for aiding the escape of a prisoner. Which is like a wild... Like plant, like someone found him and then used their wife's to wife to trick him into going back to prison. In August 1961, he was released from prison and returned to South Carolina. He was unable to stay out of trouble and began burglarizing homes again. He avoided arrest by working with a traveling minister as his driver and general assistant. And this was an easy way for Gaskins uh, to travel from town to town while burglarizing homes and making his crimes harder to trace. So this guy can't stop stealing shit. He's yeah, or commit, he, like a, assaulting people. Like he is a shithead. He like just I said. burglarized everything. Yeah. In '62, Gaskins was arrested for assaulting a 12-year-old girl, but he escaped to North Carolina in a stolen car. Once in North Carolina, he met a 17-year-old girl whom he married. 
I don't know how why these people are marrying this guy. Like, there's, there's no Dude, this guy's guy getting like, married is, left and right. <laughs> yeah, he. I can't imagine. Like, how? <laughs> how? I don't know if it's like I don't know societal pressure to get married back then, or if this guy's just I got guess. fucking a smooth talker. So. Also, what the fuck are the cops doing that this guy just commits crimes and is like, oh, gonna go to the next county. Oh, and I'm free. Yeah, it's, again, this is just 1930s shenanigans at this point. So after marrying the 17-year-old girl, she eventually turned him into the police for uh, sexual assault, and he received six years in Columbia Penitentiary. In November 1968, he was paroled and made a vow to never return again. Spoiler alert. (laughs) He does return. (laughs) Wait, also, how is this guy getting parole? Yeah, he's getting parole way too... Like, he, it's, he's out of prison way too often. This is his third, third time in prison, and it's all from, like, sexually assaulting, like, minors. All he does is a sexually assault minors and steal, and they're like, or you like know he what? killed another person in prison, and they're like, oh, yeah. good behavior. <laughs> and they're like, six months? Yeah, it's bullshit. So, throughout Gaskins' life, he described his feelings that forced him into criminal activity, which he referred to as, quote, them aggravated and bothersome feelings. In September 1969, he found relief from these feelings. Gaskins picked up a female hitchhiker in North Carolina and became angry when she laughed at his sexual propositions. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the words or that he did that. I don't like him. Yeah. He beat her until she was unconscious. Ah. He then tortured her ah. uh, and then went to a swamp to sink her weighted body so she would drown. Which, again, these could be avoided. All right, so so we've established that Pee Wee Herman or whatever his name is has the best fucking lawyer of all time. Yeah, he uh, it's it's just bad. He just keeps he just keeps being an asshole. So this process of assault, torture, and murder was described by Gaskins as a quote vision in the quote bothersome feelings he experienced throughout his life. Satisfying these feelings became his driving force. He mastered the skill of torture, often keeping his injured victims alive for days. So he's a, it's just bad. Sometimes he would cannibalize their severed body parts. So <laughs> let that one sit for a second, because that's horrifying. Like I said, we're getting we're getting really really dark. This uh, is fucking scary. <laughs> sure is. So, although Gaskins had a reputation for being explosive, some people in the town just thought he was mentally disturbed. Most tried to avoid even being around him, but some people actually liked him and considered considered him as their friend. Which you, you've got bad taste in yeah, friends. We got to check those people out too. Yeah, uh, one of the people who considered Gaskins to be a friend was Doreen Dempsey, a mother of a two-year-old baby girl, and was pregnant with her second child at the time of her death. She was leaving town and decided to get a ride to the bus station from her old friend. Gaskins took her to a wooded area where he killed her uh, and the baby and buried them together. So, god damn, <laughs> it uh, just one of the most evil people ever. Yeah, he's an awful human being. In addition to these awful things, he was also a hired hitman. He was paid fifteen hundred dollars to kill her to kill Suzanne Kipper's ex boyfriend Silas Yates. Silas Yates is a sick fucking name. Yes, yeah, so it is a pretty dope name. I think Silas is just a wicked cool name. Yeah. So on February twelfth, nineteen seventy five, Diane Neely lured Yates out of their house by claiming to have car trouble. Gaskins then kidnapped and murdered Yates. So, around the same time that he murdered Yates, Gaskins tortured and killed Kim Gelkins, who was a 13-year-old who rejected him. It's uh, just bad. Just everything's bad. (laughs) Bad news bears. 
So after the disappearance of Gelkins, the authorities began to become suspicious of Gaskins. Oh, hey, cool. Sh- finally. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> finally, somebody decides to wake the fuck up. How many times has he been in prison? Oh, he's only killed one guy while in prison? <laughs> All right. We'll check him out. All right. But I don't know. He's probably not that bad. Is this a good use of police resources? <laughs> I don't know. So after searching Gaskins' apartment, the police found clothing that had been worn by Gelkins. Gaskins was indicted for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Wait, they make it sound like know. it's her fault. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then at the time that once the police started investigating, uh, Diane Neely, who's the one who had her husband murdered, uh, cracked while under pressure waiting for the trial and showed the police Gaskins' private cemetery. In the cemetery, they found the bodies of a bunch of people. Eight people to be exact. And on May 24th, 1976, a jury convicted Gaskins of the murder of a of one of the eight bodies. And he was sentenced to death now this time, thankfully. Thank God. Which probably. Yeah. His, is he going to get like off with parole? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. Disbro dead. In November 1976, the Supreme Court ruled that the death penalty was unconstitutional. So the death sentence was converted to life with seven consecutive life sentences. In 1978, the death penalty was restored. This didn't mean anything to Gaskins until he was caught and found guilty for being paid to murder fellow prisoner Rudolf Tyner. The conviction caused him to receive a death sentence. Now, Gaskins initially made several unsuccessful attempts to kill Tyner by lacing his food and drink with poison before he opted to use explosives to kill him. In prison, some I don't know how you get explosives in prison. I was gonna say I don't even know how to get explosives in real life, like outside of to prison. To accomplish, I that's what I'm saying. <laughs> to accomplish this, Gaskins rigged a device similar to a portable radio in Tyner's cell and told Tyner this would allow him to quote communicate between cells. When Tyner followed Gaskins' instructions to hold a speaker, which was laden with C4 explosive, he had C4 in prison. This guy's got somewhere. the hookup, dude. Of like whatever. I yeah. His, like, that guy in movies that's like, I can get you cigarettes is, like, that times a thousand. He's like, I can get you C4. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I can get you C4 plastic explosive, military grade, baby. Yeah, I can get you whatever you want. You want a rocket launcher in here? <laughs> you want a hand So, grenade? Gaskins basically is like, okay, take this portable radio, at and then at an agreed time, uh, like, turn it on so that we can chat. So... Tyner does this, and Gaskins detonates the explosives from his cell and kills Tyner. He is later quoted as saying that the last thing Tyner heard was me laughing. So he definitely knew, like, he wasn't getting out. Or unless he's really delusional, he's like, yeah. I'll just blow up the fucking prison, and then I'll be like, what? It wasn't me. He, I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> he, had, he had seven consecutive life sentences, so I think he knew that he was he was stuck. He was stuck. He then begins confessing for other murders to avoid the electric chair. Wait, how does that work? I don't know, and their confessions were rejected anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, over the last month of his life, Gaskins worked at, worked with the author Wilton Earl on his book Final Truth. This book was published in 1993 and discussed the murders and the, quote, bothersome feelings Gaskins felt throughout his life. On the day of his execution, he cut his wrists in a last attempt to avoid the electric chair. However, that didn't work. Gaskins was placed in the electric chair with stitched arms and pronounced dead by electrocution on September 6th, 1991. That must be awkward being the doctor, being like, I gotta stitch you up so then they can fry you. (laughs) That is a good point. I didn't think about that. It is unknown as to how many murders Gaskins actually committed since information was never provided for all of the bodies. 
Maybe he just wanted to be known as the most prolific serial killer in South Carolina. One thing we know for certain is that he's going for the state record. Yeah. He was a psychopath who had no regard for human life. I would agree. And that is the story of Donald Gaskins. So, also I should say this was from crimemuseum.org. It's a just a horrific, terrible, terrible story of an absolute piece of garbage. And that's what you come to us for. Yeah, so you're going to have a great Monday, guys. You're going to get that promotion and a raise, baby. Oh, man. Listen, you've been working your ass off. And you've you know been working what? hard as hell, and we noticed. And we know, like, Gina's been, like, coming after that job promotion, but I think you got this over her. Yeah, I think Gina, honestly, I think they realize that Gina doesn't have the leadership qualities that you have. And honestly, I agree. I think that you have both the experience and the drive to really get this company to the place it needs to be. I mean, you gave this company the best years of your life. <laughs> you deserve this. <laughs> um, so, Tara, thanks for that, I think. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hope you liked it. It's weird because, like, for I don't know why, but this guy makes me feel like he's worse than, like, H.H. Holmes, even though H.H. Holmes, like... Less people, but way more horrific. I yeah, feel like. and the pedophilia really is just like yeah. That's I think that's so the biggest. I think that's or, what is the worst thing about it. I think that's definitely that's definitely why I I, I see this guy as maybe the worst. You, you learn on Monday morning macabre that evil is a sliding scale. Yeah, it's uh, you got your Carl Tanzlers, you got people who dig up already dead people versus people who yeah make dead people. <laughs> Oh, what do you do? Oh, I make dead people. Oh, very cool. Very cool. That's probably how he got out of prison so many times. I wasn't murdering. I was just making dead people. I was just making new dead people. <laughs> and <they're, laughs> the judge in South Carolina is like, hmm, I didn't think about it that way. Hmm. In this economy, I understand. It's 1930s. <laughs> apparently, everything's legal. Yeah, apparently you can do literally whatever you want and get six months in prison. <laughs> the only thing you can't do is blow the fucking doors off your prison cell with C4. That's where that's where South yeah. Carolina draws the line. They're like, mm, no, 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 no. I can't. I still don't know how the hell he got plastic explosive into prison. It do, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make doesn't add up. I don't know. Someone came to visit him and was like, "Here's this birthday cake. Uh, don't light those candles for the love of God. Don't light them." Yeah. Th- <laughs> this <laughs> this must be like the first instance of someone put it. Yeah, it must. I guess it probably was a lot easier back then when they didn't realize this was going on, but. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Donald Peewee Gaskins. Hey, if you're out there and you're small in stature, uh, own up, fucking live it. Don't go around killing Just, people. Yeah. You're, you're good. You're, it's fine to be short. It's fine to be tall. You don't, as long as you're not killing people and other horrific things. Yeah. Look at tiny scones. For example, tiny scones has been doing great. He's living his life. <laughs> He's living his life. He's living his best life. One might argue. He might show up on an episode. Uh, he's not going to show up on this one because I may or may not forget uh, what <laughs> voice I did. But still. No, but still. Uh, well, I don't know why your voice would matter. Oh, that's but, true. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway. So, hey, thanks for stopping by again, everybody. And what a kickoff <laughs> take like season a, take two. like a fucking Mr. Rogers vibe. Hey, thanks for coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you next week. But, yeah, that's that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> what uh, else do you want? Get out. What Leave. else do you want? Are you? Do you feel horrific? I feel horrific. And uh, be sure to check out our socials. Yes, 
Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre, Instagram. No, Twitter, MM Macabre Pod, Instagram, Monday <laughs> See, Morning <hard>. Macabre. <laughs> It is. You're right. I, I take it all back. And <laughs> mondaymorningmacabre.com for merchandise, episodes, links, Patreon stuff. And thank you to everybody who is supporting the show and everyone listening. You're we appreciate best. you. And uh, what is it? And hashtag more handsome men. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag oh, young in the streets, old in the sheets. <laughs> I don't like that one anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This has changed my views on it. And have a good Monday. Boy. Boy.